0: This is episode 45 of Dead Letter Radio. As always, I'm your host, Taze, and this is the show with the slogan, Your Words, Your Podcast, because here we feature your poetry, short stories, letters, songs, writing, everything and anything that you've written down. Uh, We feature it to give it a voice, an audience, a platform, but you are the star of each and every episode. If this is your first time listening in and would like to know how you can get your work featured on this show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Now before we get into the preamble where I check in to see how you're doing and we're able just to talk as friends among each other before diving into the amazing pieces we have featured this episode, I do want to do one of the announcements at the outset, and that is February 28th. So that's the last Monday, and I'm pretty sure the last day of the month uh, is our special Haiku episode, the second one, in fact. So if you've never been featured on the show, or you or you have, but you want to be featured again, this is the chance and the time to do so. It is an episode completely comprised of Haiku, sent in by you, the listeners. And this allows us to uh, feature... Way more writers than usual. Usually it's about four to six writers we're able to feature per episode. Last time we did a haiku episode, it was over 20 different writers. So please send in a haiku. I go through at the end of the episode, as always, how to do submissions. And more likely than not, you'll be on that haiku special. Still trying to figure out exactly what I'm going to name it. I'm thinking a second cup of haiku to play off the first one. Um, But yes, please do. It's always fun, and I think it's always a relaxing uh, episode, which also, if you haven't written IQ before, it allows you to uh, flex that creativity a bit. So, now let's get into our little preamble and see how you are doing. How has your week been? You know, we just ended one week and starting another, and if you are from my area, depending on how uh, you voted for for the Super Bowl... Uh, Maybe you're having a really good end to your week and beginning of the next, or a really bad one. And if you don't care, then you're just indifferent, which is perfectly fine as well. When writing this episode, or not writing it, but when putting it together, I was thinking about what I want to discuss, and ultimately, as I said in our beginning talk, it's not always about writing or anything like that. It's just having a heart-to-heart, because this show, while about writing and about Uh, encouraging writers, especially new ones, is also about sharing experiences, because I think writing is a fundamental part of that. And so I like to share what's on my mind. And I have a question for all of you who are listening in. Have you done a big move yet solo in your life? See, as someone who hasn't traveled at all, really, Um, And I've been to a few places, but I haven't really traveled extensively, and I've lived in the same area for the most part of my life. Um, It fascinates me. There is a part of me that really would like to one day do a big solo move, because it feels like a reset. Not that you're running from anything bad, but a reset socially, even though obviously we're still able to connect with our friends and families due to technology, but socially, a reset in your experiences... Depending on how far you go, might be a reset culturally. Um, and that's always fascinated me. So I would love to hear if you have done such a big move in your life. Along with that, I will say, when I was thinking about that topic, it kind of made me reflect on how thankful I am for being able to run this show. Uh, thankful that you guys send in your work and allow me to read it, because, in a way, it kind of is like traveling, at least in this context of meeting new people. All of your poems, your short stories, your letters, uh, your writings, your experiences. And if they're fictional, then they're still brought up from different aspects and outlooks of life that you have. And so, to me, it's like talking to someone new from all over the world. As we've had pieces that have been translated from another language besides English. We had pieces from other countries. And... I guess in this way you could say I'm a little bit of a world traveler. (laughs) But maybe one day uh, this podcast will actually hit the road, and then we can do a uh, literal world traveler, at least a great traveler in my country. But we'll see. I digress. Anyways, I think, as always, that is enough rambling, and we can get started on this amazing episode of Dead Letter Radio. So to begin... And as always, I like to say, get comfortable. If you're going into work, relax a little bit. And maybe if you're a little stressed out, uh, whether you're coming off of work or going into work or just going about your day, this piece will get get you in that relaxed mood. This piece is by unlikely-ordinary958 on Reddit. And it is titled, Just Breathe. Take a deep breath in through the nose. Exhale slowly through the mouth. Again. Feel the fresh, cool, crisp air enter your body. Exhale. Feel the warm air leave your body. Again. Hold. Take a moment in this second. Close your eyes. It's peaceful here. There is no worries. The bill collector, the kids, your job, the phone ringing about your car's extended warranty. They cannot get you in here. It's your moment. Just yours. Open your eyes. Exhale. Allow the hot air to escape from your body and try to let it take some stress away with it. That moment of bliss is now a memory, but at least it was had. It can be done again. Just take a deep breath. So, thank you, Unlikely Ordinary, for sharing this piece with us. It is always nice to have a reminder that sometimes we need a pause. Does he say, take a deep breath? Just breathe in and out. Get a moment of peace because, for better or for worse, and the good and the bad, life is just chaotic, there's constant goings nonstop. we're connected to everything now, and things are hectic, but we can't forget that we are here in this moment, and sometimes we need to go through our body and unclench all the muscles that we might be holding taut. relax, and breathe. And I love the point that you brought out, that even though that peaceful moment might be over, all it took was a breath, so it can be had again. Thank you for sharing. So now I hope you are a bit more relaxed as we dive deeper into the episode. Let's get started with our second piece, and it's by Saint underscore Circa on Reddit, and it is titled, Who's Stopping by My Woods? On a snowy evening who's in my woods out in this snow if he lived in the village i would know what man would risk trespassing here as if he has no place to go his horse acts nervous it stomps and whines is it stolen from a friend of mine perhaps he means to hide it here the woods are dark this time of year The figure's horse shakes at its bells, an almost pleading cry for help. I draw my musket towards his nape and take aim through the downy flake. My woods are lovely, dark and deep. I'll rid them of this enemy. But just before I took my shot, the figure turned and sauntered off. So thank you, St. Circa, for sharing this piece. Regarding their words, they said, Stopping by the Woods on a Snowy Evening by Robert Frost has always been a favorite poem of mine, but the more I would read the poem and look at the context, the more I started to think that maybe Frost's character was out here for more nefarious reasons. I mean, how many times have you looked at a dark, deep forest in the middle of the night on a lonely road and thought it lovely? I decided to write a poem with the same setting from the woodman's perspective to kind of touch on that idea a little bit. And I think this is a very fun way to go about writing
1: any kind of piece,
0: to have a piece that you love and you're inspired by, and writing from an alternate viewpoint, existing in that same narrative universe. And I thought you obviously wrote it very well, too. It was funny when I was reading uh, your inspiration and your reasoning for creating this piece. And he said, who has looked at a dark, deep forest in the middle of the night and thought it lovely? I was thinking to myself, because I used to work late at night and not have to walk home. There was moments in winter I truly thought it was lovely. But <laughs> there was always that little bit of fear in the back of my mind. And especially if you saw someone else there... Yes, most likely they're just someone else walking, but you you do get a little anxious. (laughs) So I think you have a fair point there. Before we go on to the next piece, though, because of this one, maybe some listeners haven't heard Robert Frost's poem uh, that he's referring to and writing uh, an answer or a contrast to, so I thought I would share that as well and take some time. So, the poem is by Robert Frost, and it's called... Stopping by woods on a snowy evening. Whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here, to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near, between the woods and frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake, The only other sounds the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark, and deep, but I have promises to keep, and miles to go before I sleep, and miles to go before I sleep. So, I think that, uh, Circa, you did a great job on making that contrast, because reading in a new light, where is Robert Frost's narrator going? Why is he in the woods late at night, and he knows whose woods they belong to? So thank you so much for sharing this fun piece with us. Our next piece coming up is by Tyler Dark from Ocean City, Maryland, and it is an untitled piece. In the glowing blue milk of a February moon, I am a time-forgotten dream. And the lights stay on to welcome the humming ghost of unsettled dust. So thank you, Tyler, for sharing this piece with us. Regarding it, they said, Poem is really just about being alone on a February night. And what I lo- love about your reasoning for writing it, and the brevity of your piece, is that sometimes something so beautiful can be... Such derived from such a simple moment. The loneliness of a night. A cool February night, usually. <laughs> and I love the visuals you painted, especially the opening line of the glowing blue milk of a February moon. I just think it's a very neat uh, combination there. In your line, where it discusses the humming ghost of unsettled dust, it just reminds me of moments of where you are sitting alone, and there's no one stirring in the house, and you can hear that faint humming of the electronics, whether it be a computer, uh, the TV screen, or just electricity coursing through your house, the lights. Maybe it's just my tinnitus, I don't know. But when you're so alone that you can hear the energy around you moving, That is only you, dust, and that energy. And maybe that's a bit sobering. Maybe to some that's a bit comforting. But to exist in that moment, and to acknowledge that outside of technology, that your only proof of existence is that you are aware you are here, and now, existing, with that hum. So thank you, Tyler, for sharing. Our next piece is untitled, and it's by... Bad Poetry, followed by Good Poetry, on Instagram. Many children of this vast and breathless valley speak in tongues. They shout over gorges and whisper closely to the rocks which were plucked over a dragon's age, birthing a language, breathing an age-full bedrock for me to sit upon, discontented. And I... Knowing full well that the light bulb is held by the marble chipped beneath it, masterfully, would kill for just one cigarette right now. So, thank you, uh, Bad Poetry, for sho- sharing this piece with us. Regarding their work, they said mostly about writer's block, and the only way to overcome it is to write about writer's block in the grander scheme of literature and history. And what <laughs> writer has not? Uh, suffered and faced writer's block. I'm pretty sure we had a piece not too long ago talking about the same thing, or maybe I just mentioned it in regards to a piece. But it's something we all face, and that's what's amusing about this poem. What it brought to mind to me, and maybe I am far off base with it, but your words and talking about uh, the children and this foundation of ageful bedrock, it made me almost think about how we're trying to get overcome writer's block, when you can reflect on all this history of the writings and stories and everything that's come before us. As I say, there's nothing new under the sun. All stories are derived uh, from another story, but we have all these experiences and the stories that we could use to build upon, and it is a solid bedrock foundation. And yet we're discontented. We can't figure out what we want to say. And maybe we just get distracted at the end. In this case, just wanting a cigarette, uh, something to take our mind off of it. And I just think that is a fun and fabulous way to put it. So thank you. Our next piece is by D.W. Preston. And it is titled, Discover. I imagine a galaxy nestled in the space that's between us, our orbital bodies in their discrete, sequenced rotations, locked in a system of ecliptic expectancy. Do you feel as I do? Gravity pulls you toward our amalgam potential? Yes, toward that star we birthed from friction as your hand brushed my arm. Celestial, stellar, eccentricities, our eyes made first contact, and we smiled, caught in crescent discovery. I reach, attempting to alter my trajectory so to be, soon, pivotally a part of your constellation. I conjecture light years, yet here you are, next to me, sharing this space that's nestled between us. Thank you, Preston, for sharing this piece with us. Regarding it, they said, I wrote it as a love poem for someone the speaker has just met. They find themselves sitting next to each other in a doctor's office, or on an airplane, or in a classroom, and one of them, perhaps both, is letting their imagination run wild. However, that's just my interpretation of the poem. I like that this poem can meet the reader at their understanding of love, leaving it open the individual's interpretation so thank you for giving us the background information and if you've watched the show for a while you know I am a huge fan of anything space related (laughs) so I was kind of an insta fan of this piece uh, when I first read it but I just ultimately I think it's a fantastic way to capture as he said that initial meeting feeling the space between Two people, yet you are instinctually drawn together as if gravity gravity itself is drawing you closer. That you're becoming in each other's orbit, unable to escape or wander off, not wanting to wander off. And then those small moments that maybe build up to bigger ones, That the friction created from a hand brushing your arm. And... I, I love this line where he said, I reach attempting to alter my trajectory. You want to be closer to the person, so you try to maybe allow yourself to be closer to this person. Ask them a question, see what they're doing, inviting them out. Uh, it just brings to mind all the ways we try to uh, include someone in our lives, but also include ourselves in theirs when we want to get to know them. And then the last part, that I conjecture light years yet, here you are next to me sharing the space that's nestled between us. I can truly relate to the I Conjecture of Light Years. Um, We, in a lot of cases, and I guess myself included, or I should only speak from my experiences in this regard, can sometimes feel that there's a distance between people that you think you're close to. In this case, it might be romantic, but it can also be platonic. And we can become self-conscious about it. We're unsure how to close this gap, and it can create anxiety or doubt. But here, as you put it, here you are next to me, sharing this space. Sometimes we just got to realize that they are in our lives. They are sharing this space, that there's no need for doubt or conjecture of how much vast the distance is between these two bodies, but no... We are in each other's gravity. So thank you, D.W. Preston, uh, for this piece. And that's it. That was the episode. Uh, Thank you so much for everyone who sent in their work and allowed me to share it on this podcast. As I said on the outset, that this is kind of a way for me to travel and meet new people from all over the world. As always, you can look in the description of each and every episode and see who wrote what. And if you ever want to reach out on the show and let me know you enjoyed a particular piece, feel free to do so. And if you enjoyed this episode and are willing, uh, leaving a review or rating wherever you listen to podcasts always helps, but listening does too. You can always spread the word and see if any of your friends or family would enjoy listening to the words across the globe. Now, if you'd like to have your work featured, it is quite simple. Really, all you have to do is send me an email at deadletterradiopodcast at com. There include, usually I prefer it as a PDF or a Word document, but your piece, the title, if there is one, how you would like to be credited, which you can be anonymous as well, and any background information you might possibly want shared regarding writing you're sending in now if you don't remember how to do this another easy way to do so is just go on my twitter i'm pretty sure in the description of the episodes i have some links to things but you can go on my twitter dead letter cast c-a-s-t in my bio there's a link that will have the rules for submissions in it and my email as well so you can send in your piece if you happen to forget in that link as well you will see that there is a mention of a patreon That is just there if you'd like to support the show further. So, before we part ways, and once again, thank you for taking the time to listen uh, to these wonderful works and talk with me a bit, I want to do another reminder. February 28th, the last day and the last Monday of the month, is our haiku special. So, even if you are featured on this episode or you're featured on last week's episode, or you've never been featured on this podcast before, you never even wrote a haiku in your life, write one. Send it in. This is a great chance to jump into the writing world, or hey, at least say you've been featured on a podcast. (laughs) Uh, Simple rules for haiku if you don't know. Usually it's a three-line poem, With the first line having five syllables, the second line having seven syllables, and the last line having five syllables. American haiku doesn't always follow that rule in terms of syllable counts. So, hey, I'll be flexible if you'll be flexible. As long as it's short and resembles a haiku as close as possible. But yeah, send it in February 28th, the last Monday of the month, our haiku special. You're going to feature well over 20 writers on it, so this is your chance to be on this podcast at least in a very quick, succinct matter. Anyways, I am hoping you guys had a lovely time on today's show and that whether this is the morning for you or the evening that you are now able to relax, enjoy the remainder of your day or night, sleep soundly, or uh, just enjoy the presence of others or yourself. But regardless of whatever you're doing, this is Taze Jones wishing you all Safe travels.